Hey, Seattle hockey fans, happy Friday. Erica L. Ayala coming to you from sunny Florida, doing some NWSL work. But we have some interesting articles to talk about on this Friday. We also have a mascot for the Firebirds, and it's Fuego! I mean, literally, the mascot's named Fuego, and also, I kind of think it's fire. That and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. As always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your daily Seattle Kraken podcast. One of your first listens of the day. You might have heard me say a time or two that we are on the off-season schedule, so we won't be coming to you five days a week, but we should get in at least three shows a week, maybe more on some occasions. But... um. I know we usually reserve Fridays for our AHL affiliate, the Firebirds, but again, um, we uh, we don't have too much happening just yet with the Coachella Valley Firebirds, but what we do have is pretty fire, if you will. We have a mascot. Now, I know there's a lot of conversation on... Um, you know, social media for Kraken fans kind of joking and bemoaning the fact that we never officially got a mascot for the Seattle Kraken. Um, I know a lot of people have very strong held beliefs about that, so I'm going to leave that alone. Um, but we officially do have a mascot for the Coachella Valley Firebirds, so let's be introduced to Fuego! From the desert, the Coachella Valley Firebird emerges. Introducing the Firebird mascot, Fuego. All right, there you have it. Fuego is the official mascot of the Coachella Valley Firebirds. For those who are longtime listeners of the show, if you subscribe on YouTube, you subscribe wherever you listen to audio podcasts, then you know I am a big fan of the Phoenix as a mythical creature. Fuego, Phoenix, Firebirds. There's not much that you could do for me not to love this mascot. So I'm glad they just went all in. Here is what we got from the press conference. So, or the press release, excuse me, I should say. So you get a sense of what we're going for here. I'm all about the symbolism here. The desert has long been considered a foreboding ground, a place where only those with adventurous spirits thrive amid a sublime landscape this is coming from the press release here i'll show it for you um a place where passion and vision are 
are required to see beyond the vast tracts of sand and looming mountains to reveal a hidden oasis. This magical oasis is where Fuego was born. Fuego is a mystical union of the spirits of all those who came before him. Okay, so we have a gender embodying the power and strength of the Coachella Valley. He was born of fire and intense heat with a powerful spirit destined to unite cities, communities, and people from all walks of life. His purpose is to serve all who rally under his mighty wings, a loyal ambassador for those who call the Coachella Valley home, as well as those to, who want to call him friend. Oh, that's so cute. That's amazing. I mean, they went all in on this on this backstory, uh, talking about the landscape of the desert, the oasis, where there wasn't hockey before. I mean, I'm doing a little bit of my own um artistic uh, uh, envisioning and license here. Fuego demonstrates a duality of spirit, both beautiful and dangerous. Oh, I love that. Fire, this beautiful thing gives us, uh, you know, vibrance and life, uh, helps us have our food, but also can literally, uh, Fuego is an ambassador eager to welcome travelers seeking adventure and always ready to share the beauty of the desert and its people. One Valley, one team ride together. This is a quote from Steve Frazier, president of uh, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. We are thrilled to be able to share and grow the legend of Fuego, Coachella Valley's newest ambassador. He is more than a representative of our hockey team a role which we know he will embrace and carry out with dignity and strength. In addition, Fuego is purpose-driven working to establish long-term programs on behalf of the Firebirds organization in conjunction with our many community partners. Fuego will actively promote health, recreation, and education programs for Chela Valley. So again, if you are a long-term listener or viewer of Locked on Kraken, you know that we had Zoe Hickel on the show who will help to manage a lot of the community outreach. So I imagine that Zoe Hickel, our former guest who we might have to bring back to talk a little bit more about Fuego, is going to be very involved in these programs. The community pillar programs are health and wellness. So uh, this is all about anti-bullying there's going to be an anti-bullying operation which will be a school-based programs for k-5 to it's talking about learning to talk to a trusted adult making sure you're not bullying back support um uh sticking with buddies and more so that's one of the program the recreation and again we talked to zoe hickel about this the street hockey ways to get people from the coachella valley more engaged in hockey even when there's not ice available and so street hockey is one of those things they're going to be working with the ymca desert recreation district the boys and girls club big brother big sisters of the desert and the program has already put more than six thousand kids through the basics of hockey while teaching the fundamentals of the sport discipline and leadership i absolutely love this for those of you again longtime listeners longtime viewers you know i come from the nonprofit background from a nonprofit background before getting into sports so i love this and then of course there's the educational pillar uh firebirds are going to have a stick to reading excuse me 
the press release says they're going to ignite haha, a stick to reading program through the academic year. Um, they're going to have over 22,000 participants, K through five, from um, the Coachella Valley Unified Elementary School District and 20 or 14 from Coachella Valley Unified Elementary School District and 20 from the Desert Sands Unified Elementary Schools. So they already have their targets. They already know what they're going to do there. Um, I am excited about Fuego. I'm excited about what Fuego will represent. Um, and I think this is going to be great. So that's our uh, what's cracking more so our Firebirds Friday segment for the day. But regarding what's cracking, we're going to talk about, I keep taking you back to the athletic and someone put out a tweet. I thought it was great. They're like, it's like charts and ranking season for the NHL. Because what do we have to talk about now? Free agency starting to peter out. Uh, we already had the draft. So now everything's about predicting. It's about silly season. As Trey Matthews, a on Devil's Host, says, it's about making bold predictions. The first ever bold prediction that I ever made on Locked on Kraken was that the Seattle Kraken would win the Stanley Cup before the Las Vegas Aces. So the two most recent expansion teams, I think we get the Cup before the Aces. That's uh, my longstanding bold prediction. I'm sticking to it. It is still holding true. So... I'm just going to go with it. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to talk about where the Seattle Kraken, according to some experts, rank on contract efficiency. Ooh, this is an interesting one. But also off-season improvements. And we have to take these with a grain of salt, and I will tell you why. That's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Right now, let me tell you about Built Bar. So if you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs, what are you waiting for? Don't deprive yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. It's the cookie dough chunk. You're going to want to try this uh, light and chewy textured real cookie dough chunk. Uh, and of course, like every other Built Bar, they're covered in 100% chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's more healthy for you. Comes in with 15 grams of protein, 160 calories. And you're going to want to go to built.com to get your order. Just like all of the other built bars, as I mentioned, the cookie dough, the cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. And it also has that amazing puff that gives added collagen protein. I talk about collagen protein being good for your nails. I mean, look at my nails are growing. I used to be a nail biter. I've got my nails growing. My hair is growing good. It's good for your skin. It's just a good coating for your bones overall. So you're going to want to head to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That will get you 15% off your next order, whether you go with the cookie dough chunk, whether you go with the cherry barcia, the double chocolate, whatever your vibe, whatever your flavor, you want to make sure to get that 15% off. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order of Built Bars over at built.com. Happy snacking. All right, hockey fans, as I said, we're back. We're going to be talking about some uh, 
their their predictions are they bold they're more data driven but they are definitely predictions we are talking and we're taking you over to some amazing work done by the athletic and first let's talk about the contract efficiency rankings now this one i found really really interesting i'm going to give you a rundown of what exactly this article is talking about first Uh, And then we'll talk about what this means for the Seattle Kraken. So this is, of course, uh, over at The Athletic. Um, And so Athletic, in in the opening of this article, and check out the show notes if you want to read the full article. I'm just going to be focusing on the Seattle Kraken because this is locked on Kraken. So the the Athletic has already given you the best and worst contracts. Now, I have gone through those lists the Seattle Kraken are not on either list, which I guess is good. Uh, I mean, I'd be fine to be on one of the best contracts, but comparative to who uh, or comparative to what and for whom, I guess I should say. So, you know, I tend to be more player friendly than team friendly. So I don't know. We'll have to look at that. But anyway, so they look at a bunch of things, including what a team, what a player is projected to accomplish, what their numbers are projected to be, how many wins effectively they can gain or how many wins they might lose, air quotes, for their team. There's a lot of advanced math that I um, am not the expert in, but that's why we have this article. So uh, this, um, and again, the article puts this caveat. This is with a grain of salt. This is doing a lot of mathing. The math uh, is, you can predict, but it cannot always tell you exactly what's going to happen. That's why we play the games. So uh, each contract was graded based on where a player's combined surplus value and positive value probability fall on a percentile scale that they then give you. Uh, and it has a, a grade category, category, excuse me, between A plus and D minus. Your D minus is your zero to 4% per- percentile. Your A plus is your 96 to 100 percentile. And your B minus uh, is right there in the middle, your 50 to 66% percentile, uh, just so you know. So here's how all of the teams ranked um, and the Seattle Kraken, our letter grade was a B minus, which again, that means percentile wise, we're in between that 66, that 50 to 66 percent. And I said on an earlier episode of Locked on Kraken that if I had to give a letter grade, I was giving about a B minus to what we were able to do. That is with regard to free agency. That wasn't with regard to what this article is talking about, which is the actual contracts themselves. But I thought it was interesting that we essentially came up with um, right around the same uh, grade, the same letter grade, and we're right behind. Um, we're at 46.2%. We're right behind Vancouver and the LA Kings, who, of course, are in our division. And I talked a little bit with our Locked on Flames host. We have a squad cast coming up. We have a few in the Pacific Division coming up. Thank you very much. Um, but we did a squad cast, and we did a letter ranking and where I thought the Seattle Kraken would finish in the Pacific Division. And I do think that we were probably going to finish behind 
both the LA Kings and Vancouver. Anyway, this has the Seattle Kraken in 15th as far as our um, efficiency with our contracts. It also says that last season we were at 8th. Um, so here's a snapshot. What I love is that they show you essentially the contracts and the valuation that they placed on that contracts that are above the line or, again, are giving us value, and then those contracts that are below the line or those that are in the red. So most of them are in the red for the Seattle Kraken. The ones that are above the line, Jared McCann, um, Ryan Donato, you know I love that. We've got Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand as far as forwards. On the side, Carson Soucy, Will Borgen, Justin Schultz, and Will Kempney, both newly acquired, the last two, above the line. And uh, they don't have goalies on here, but do we really want to talk about it? Probably not. Probably not. Also, we didn't. Uh, well, we did sign some goalies, but we're not going to talk about the goalies right now. They also don't have Maddie Beneers or Shane Wright on here. Um, the shade of it all, though, in in and I'm going to talk in the next segment about another article that does a little bit of this efficiency and ranking and stuff. But the shade of it in both articles for the Athletic. Um, they're talking about essentially how, yeah, we got a fouled up last year and we thought they were going to be really great and then they weren't. So, um, you know, okay, Dom, like we get it, bro. Um, we know how, how the season went, but, um, I think it's really interesting that a lot of experts are a little confused, befuddled perhaps about how the Seattle Kraken played. I mean, we had Linda Cohn on the show and she's like, I was right there with everyone. I thought this was going to be a great goalie tandem. I thought the goalie tandem was going to be able to win some games for the Seattle Kraken. Didn't happen. Did not happen. So a lot of analysts are feeling a little bit of hurt pride perhaps as if we're not the actual fan base, but I digress. So a lot of people, I, I'm very curious, not with the evaluation or, or the valuation, because again, that's mo mostly from a mathematical perspective, but people like writing in their notes, like putting little caveats, like, all right, well, you know, we said they were going to be great last year and then they weren't. So anyway, uh, a little bit of uh, walking it back, but uh, this is what they say about the, um, Seattle Kraken. The Kraken were ranked in the top 10 last summer, eighth place, and that was wrong. We apologize for the error. You see what I'm saying? Like, bam, right out the gate. Bow, bow, shots fired. Um, I do appreciate, though, that this article gave me a little bit more firepower for my argument that the Seattle Kraken defensively did not make enough moves. On defense, a big anchor is Adam Larson, who simply isn't the player many believe him to be. He is a one-dimension he is as one-dimensional as it gets in terms of a stay-at-home defenseman, and even that dimension is fairly overrated. Yikes. He is the biggest thing dragging the Kraken down. Wow, Adam Larson. Deep cuts right there. Um Again, I'm going to leave the mathing to the experts in math. I do think, though, that there has been something amiss, something amuck, something awry with the way that this defensive core for the Seattle Kraken has transpired. And I'm hopeful that the 
integration of Schultz, Justin Schultz, and um, and maybe even um, with Michael Kepney will bolster that. Michael Kepney also talked about being a stay-at-home defenseman. What I do think, and I mentioned this before, is that we were big and tall, but not very smooth. Um, not able to really carry the puck out of the zone. Um, I think that led to a lot of our problems with entries and exits. So I don't know. I'm curious, what are your thoughts? What, what contracts do you like? Let me show them again for you if you're watching on video. Again, as far as our forwards, uh, we like the contracts or this article likes the contracts of McCann, Donato, Burakovsky, and Bjorkstrand. Wenberg comes in with the worst grade for forwards, 4.5 million cap hit, two-year term. Surplus value is a minus 6.4 mil. Yikes. Um, and then Larson gets a D, the worst grade that we have on this a former contract for three years. They say it's a negative $14.4 million surplus value. Uh, so again, no surplus. It's actually uh, depreciating or I guess a deficit is the opposite word of a surplus. So um, ah, yikes, this kind of hurts. Uh, Jaden Schwartz and Donskoy with C's. Those are among the lower grades as well. Uh, but coming up next, we're going to go to another article from The Athletic, same writer, and we're going to talk about off-season improvements. I say B-minus overall for the Seattle Kraken and what they were able to do in the off-season. Let's see what some of the experts think about how we were able to or if we were able to improve our roster. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. Make sure you go check out Locked on NHL. I like to visit Gil Martin. I was on, I guess, last week, in case you missed it. I'll leave a link in the show notes. But if you want to know about everything that's going on in the NHL, make sure you head over to Locked on NHL, also a daily podcast on the Locked on Network. Um, you can stay up to date on everything in hockey and in the hockey world, or in NHL hockey, I should say, and in the hockey world. The Locked on NHL is your daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL. So check that out. But not before we finish off with NHL off-season improvements. Now, this article is uh, projecting that the Seattle Kraken will have another four games in hand solely on the basis of the improvements that we made to the roster. And four games is solid, but is it enough? Is it enough for us to be top in the division? Is it enough for us to make the playoffs? I think right now the answer is no to both of those. And again, I talk about this with Jess Balmasto of Locked on Flames, at least over here on Locked on Kraken. You'll hear that episode next week. Um, we have some more squad casts coming. I'll tell you more about those. But um, I don't think that four wins is exactly the type of improvements that I personally was thinking that we could make. Um, so that one kind of hurts a little bit, you know? Um, how many do we, we didn't even have 30 wins, right? I think we were at 28, 29. Uh, my mind deceives me, or I can't recall, I should say, is more what I'm trying to say. I can't recall exactly how many wins. I know I wrote it down. 
yeah, we had a 27, 49, and 6 record, 60 points overall. We were eighth, so dead last in the Pacific Division. 20, so 28, 29, 30, 31 wins. I always count with my fingers uh or sometimes my toes if i don't want to show my fingers but anyway uh so 4.1 more wins that's not exactly what i was hoping for not with all of the space that i thought we could be more creative with but let's head over to this article hear what they have to say this is what the experts are saying again you see the wins added 1.4 wins is projected the salary we added about 15 million dollars uh these are the players in of course we talked about that Burakovsky, Bjorkstrand, Schultz, Martin Jones the goaltender and Michael Ketney um Hayden Fleury we got rid of um I know some fans are not so happy about that but um and again, once again, here comes the caveat, an article praising the Seattle Kraken if you 2021 all over again. On paper, they are savvy bets, but I'm sure we'll back in one year's time confused at how Andre Burakovsky and Oliver Bjorkstrand only scored 14 goals combined all season. Here's the thing, jokes aside, if a lot of experts who have all these mathematical equations are saying that we on paper should be a good team and then in actuality and on the ice sheet we're not, that has to go to coaching, right? Right? I mean, it has to be a coaching thing at this point. I've been hesitant to really uh, call Dave Haxtell to the mat and hold him, you know, to account, mostly because I don't. Uh, you know, I, I think it's fair to get a, a better sense of what he's trying to do. And I, I don't know that I have that just yet, which in and of itself could be a problem. But if everyone's projecting that we're going to be good, either these mathematical equations are crap, absolute garbage, or something's not getting it done on the coaching side of things. Speaking of coaching, let's talk about this because we've got Jeff Tamblin, Tambellini, excuse me, director of player development. Um, and since the Seattle Kraken have tripled their prospect pool this summer, again, the Firebirds helps that. They have announced Jeff Tambellini as the new director of player development. It's a 10 out of 10 for the job and location, said Tambellini, who finished his NHL playing career with Vancouver, appearing in four games during the 2011 Stanley Cup final. My wife and I are both from Vancouver. The West Coast is home for us. The player development resources available in the Kraken organization are amazing. So I love that he loves the location, but what is he going to do for us? The biggest objective right away, he says, is to optimize the world-class facilities that we have and uh, put the team's draft choices and sign free agent prospects in the best position to make it into the NHL. Naturally, um, it's all about navigating the transition, making them better players, making them stronger off of the ice. So all of this sounds good, but how is it going to relate and equate to a winning franchise? Um, that's going to be interesting. But also what was announced is um, that there are some new names, but also some returning names. So Andrew Allen um, is going to remain or I should say is returning to the Seattle Kraken to be a goalie scout. So he didn't cut, he didn't make the cut as the goalie coach. He was replaced or his contract was not renewed, but now he's back with the organization as a scout. So 
I talked about this a little bit on Locked on Flames. You're going to have to listen to that entire squad cast. But again, just now as things are starting to develop and transpire, I wonder if there wasn't a little bit of a clash, um, a lack of a meeting of the minds between Philip Grubauer um, in particular and Allen as the goaltending coach, I kept saying, and I will continue to say, Philip Grubauer never looked comfortable. And for as much as we're paying the guy, he better feel buku comfortable, like he's sitting on, you know, the clouds when he's in net. I need that guy to be focused. I need him to win us games. And he never felt comfortable. Anyway, a few changes from the developmental side of things. This is the time. Everything was new. Everything was kind of figuring it out. And now it's time for the Seattle Kraken, the shiny new toy in the NHL, to show what they're going to be about. Show us who you are. You know, like I do my Wakanda warrior. (gasps) Totally not related to the Seattle Kraken or hockey or whatsoever. But oh my gosh, the trailer for the new Black Panther Wakanda forever. Let's go. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. For those who don't, I'll leave a link in the show notes if you wanna if you wanna check it out. If it's not your vibe, that's fine too. I personally am pretty excited. Not huge into Marvel, but I want to see this Wakanda forever. I'm feeling a lot of like woman empowerment here. Obviously, um, you know, we uh, don't have Chad uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, really sad that he died of cancer. Um, and really, anyway, I could go on. I could go on. Anyway, uh, check out the trailer if you haven't seen it. And maybe we'll talk about it when it comes out. But um, now's the time. Now's the time, Seattle hockey fans, for Seattle to get serious. Um, but in order to know what is to come, we have to sometimes reflect on what was. And I teased this, but... Uh, Tomorrow, Saturday, I'm going to do a test run of a new platform called Playback. So if you want to do, we're going to do a watch party. We're going to do a rewatch of the um, the Root Sports uh, Skills Challenge, the internal Seattle Kraken Skills Challenge uh, broadcast. We're going to do a, a watch party just to get acclimated with Get Playback because throughout the coming season, we're going to have opportunities to watch Seattle Kraken games live together. I'm also going to be using this for other platforms and where I watch other games, but we're going to start with the Seattle Kraken. So. Check out the show notes, check out the link, make sure you're following social media because the watch party is going to be tomorrow, that's Saturday. It's going to be the first watch party. We're going to have another one, but the first watch party is going to be Saturday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. That is 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are going to be watching the Seattle Kraken 2022 Skills Challenge. We're going to watch it together Um Look in the show notes for ways to get an account for playback. It's absolutely free, but start your account and then you can watch the skills challenge. I'll come on. I'll be watching it with you live. I'll tell you all about the platform. It's about 30 minutes of time we're going to spend together. And then on, um, this is tentatively scheduled for October 20th, tentatively because I might have to actually travel to the Pacific Northwest or at least to the West Coast to be determined. Um, but on August 20th, um, 
I am planning to do the first rewatch. Uh, I, I put out a call and some of you said you wanted to see the Everly hat trick. And I think this is a great one to watch. The Seattle Kraken at Buffalo Sabres. So we're going to rewatch that. We're going to do a Seattle Kraken rewatch also on playback. That's going to be later in the month. So if you want to try the platform with me tomorrow, that's going to be at 530 Pacific time. And I will let you know about the rewatch when we're going to watch Everly's hat trick against Buffalo. Again, it's called Get Playback. You're going to go to getplayback.com, check out the show notes, and if you're not already, follow us on social media because I will have all of the information there. All right, folks, that is our episode. So what do you think? Uh, we're top two for off-season deals and, and changes made, but we're 15th overall for what the valuation of those contracts actually is. Seems to me like we're probably folding into the middle when it comes to those two. I don't know what it's going to look like for us in the Pacific Division, but we have some squad casts where I'm definitely going to be talking about it. Until then, hold fast, stay true, go Check out Fuego on the Coachella Valley Firebirds account, and I will catch you, if not Saturday, for our watch party. I will catch you next week. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go. Kraken.